Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you're tuning to Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trendy news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I am Dave Shingler, and I'm joined by the Chris O'Donnell to my George Clooney, it's Cleon Bewley. Dam diggy, dam di, dam di, dam diggy, diggy. Back with the podcast, the bomb jiggy jiggy. Do you know, Dave? <laughs> Go know, on. Every time we shoot, we score with so many chess subjects. We could start a podcast chessboard, and I got a bit tongue-tied there. It went a bit sets up. How are you, Dave? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I don't know. Did what... you know? Did you know as well? Another fact. Another fact for today, Monday morning. It is International Water Day. International Water Day. International Water Day today, the 22nd of March. The day this is released. The day this is released, yeah. I'm going to say, don't confuse me, fucking hell. Uh, We've got a guest. It's Sunday, We've got got, got a guest. We've got a guest this week as well. Um, Who we got as a guest? uh, This week, uh, we have... Have you wrote an intro? Have you wrote a kind of a... A wrestling introduction, if you were in the wrestling ring. Come on, have have you wrote one? You've known me for long enough. I don't write anything. I literally just word vomit. (laughs) <laughs> and something comes out. Uh, no, we've got a guest this week. We um, with we're going to be talking this week predominantly about Zack Snyder's Schneider's Zack Schneider's Schneider um, Justice League, which was released uh, a few days ago. And we know how excited you were about this, Cleon. We know how unexcited I was about it. Um, so I thought it would be cool, and you thought it would be cool after seeing this gentleman's tweet. Uh, the other day, um, to get somebody else on who also has a love for DC and Batman and Justice League, uh, so we can actually have a proper discussion about it and not just m- me moaning and you like fanboying everywhere. Uh, so joining us is an old friend of mine from the Stoke music scene. He is currently the frontman in the Metropolis Project. Uh, it's my friend Rob Williams. I do. Hey, hey, hey. We've actually, we've actually got and done it. We've got Robbie Williams on we've the got, show. We've got Robbie Williams on the show. We said we'd I, get him. I knew it. We said we'd get him, and we've got him. Hey, Rob. Oh, so man. first thing, is sorry, it... that's only just dawned on me. By the way, sorry, <laughs> boss. Is it is it Rob these days, or is it still Sweeney? You can go for anything you like. I think uh, I probably fa- fa- avoid the Robbie Williams jokes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Sweeney is the, is the way. Sweeney is the uh, way. But at the same time, is that I am thirty-two, so I think there's a time where you have to maybe uh, go for the the normal title. Okay. Uh, so uh, either or, we'll either just go. Or, we'll go just go with Rob. We'll go with Rob. It says Rob on the screen, and I'll just get confused. Um, okay. So, <laughs> like I've just said, um, Ju- Zack Snyder's Justice League was released a few days ago, and um, I was surprised that sky got the rights to it and i didn't know until wednesday that sky had the rights to it me and cleon have spoke on the show before about you know when when's it coming out how are we going to be able to watch it um and then uh, i'm reading on a random website that sky have got the rights i'm thinking are are they going to like i don't know is this going to be a rental thing through um whatever sky's rental service is will it just go on to you know sky cinema and then straight onto Sky Cinema. Straight onto Sky Cinema, which is absolutely fantastic. So, let me throw this one up in the air then. So <laughs> this weekend saw the re-release of Justice League. Now, if for uh, whatever you don't know what's gone on, what happened the first time around, tragically, Zack Snyder's uh, daughter committed suicide. 
So, unfortunately, he had to step away from the project, uh, leaving Warner Brothers' uh, Josh Wielden, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, to pretty much completely sabotage the whole fucking thing. <laughs> just, just, just in my opinion, just in my humble little opinion, he went in there and did a complete hatchet job of it. Um, and the fans got onto it, forced change. Gaining momentum, uh, making Zach get off his arse and finish it. And now it's all too late. And it's amazing. Uh, I've got this feeling, and I don't know about you two as well, after you've watched this, I just thought, brilliant. Oh. I know. I know exactly what you oh, mean. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. So, um,. I don't know, Rob, if you've heard any of our past conversations about the, the DC um, Extended Universe, but um, where it starts for me is somewhat ironically and tongue-in-cheek buying Man of Steel on Blu-ray. Um, it was one of them things, I was doing a weekly shop, and I was in the supermarket, and I had nothing to do that night, and I was browsing the Blu-rays, and Man of Steel had come out on, on Blu-ray, and I just went... Oh fuck it! I'll I'll, I'll buy that and let's give yeah. this let's give this a go. Um, well, it, it's funny it's funny that you say that because literally, as I was setting up and where I'm sitting uh, on the on the unit where I am uh, in preparation for Justice League, I obviously went back and watched Man of Steel and BBS, and I've actually got me steel your steel bootcase Man of Steel, Man of steel. Uh, case <laughs> right next to me. So, I mean, it's. Uh, it's what you feel about. I mean, I'm getting, and and from from hearing past conversations, I think there's a bit of a love hate relationship between DC and Marvel for you guys. Well, well, for me, one may like it. it like I say, the, 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 I will always watch uh, a Batman movie. I'll always watch a Superman movie. I love Superman. And I love Batman. What I don't like is how Warner Brothers just keep getting it wrong. Um, not maybe not necessarily getting it wrong, but keep like just rebooting and changing. So, uh, like I said, I bought Man of Steel somewhat like eh, okay, let's just watch this. And, <laughs> My whole problem is Marvel keep going it bloody right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean Avengers yeah, I mean, yeah. bloody talking about knocking it out of the park, and then you've got oh, let's not get onto that anyway. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. No, it's cool. Um, <laughs> I fucking really enjoyed Man of Steel. I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this, yeah, they've fun. done it. They finally, this is going to be the start of something brilliant. And I was dead excited. Um, and I thought, you know what? They're finally going to get this right. Um, and BVS came out and I just went, oh. And I really didn't, I don't know what, I, like, I, I know you liked so it. I and I don't know what, what went wrong. I think maybe what I should have done is watched the theatrical version first instead of watching the extended version. Maybe it was just too much for me. Um, and I think a lot... Yeah, BVS. BVS. Um, yeah, okay. I watched the extended version before I'd seen the theatrical version, and maybe it was a bit too much for me. Maybe it's because I was in the middle of this th this MCU thing, and maybe it was just too dark yeah. for me. I don't know, but I really didn't enjoy it. So it's Cleon drags me oh, kicking and screaming... You drag me I kicking think, and screaming to the cinema, don't you, to watch Justice League? And I'm already <laughs> like, let's just see. I think, what, I think the way you did uh, differentiation <clears throat> between whether you think Batman vs Superman is a good film or not is what would you prefer to rewatch 
Batman versus Superman or the theatrical version of Justice League? Do you Batman versus want... Superman, <clears throat> the theatrical. Yeah. Every day of the week. Every, Every day, day of, the of the week. week. I mean, do I you get know? an option to just jump in the canal? That that's. <laughs> 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 the Batman, the Batman fight scene at the end of Batman vs Superman's amazing. Worth the price of admission just for that. Uh, you know, I'm, so, for I'm, I'm sorry, there was <clears throat> none of that as well in Justice League. I think Justice League was very Batman-like. Very Batman-like. The Snyder version. The Snyder version. The previous version, I thought, was very Batman-heavy because it started with Batman knowing the attack was yeah. happening. Yeah. And going off and fighting aliens on the rooftop. Um, this one, it's quite Bruce Wayne heavy and very Batman light. No, I understand I what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. It, there was no backstory. There was like a cyborg backstory. There was yep. a cyborg battle. There was a Wonder Woman battle ish. We don't need a Batman backstory. There was though, an Aquaman battle ish, but there wasn't a Batman a battle. battle. Yeah, there I think, wasn't. A, I think the the, the problem a that nod you'd, towards you'd, Batman at all. I think the problem that you'd have in a film like Justice League, in particular the Jack, the Zack Snyder version of Justice League, is that you basically got gods fighting gods, whereas Batman isn't the most powerful yeah in the world. So if Batman came up against Stephen Wolf or he come up against Darkseid, that would be a very very quick battle to do so i think the main function behind but batman, batman went up against superman yeah so where, <laughs> yeah. where where's the where was the you know i mean the backstory for yeah. the bats the it's something to do with the batman interaction there wasn't i felt it was very bat light yeah it was very bruce wayne and diana or wonder oh. woman who were forming the spine but there was no kind of batman battle scenes See, I, uh, writing out a bit of a pros and cons list, because, I mean, I've watched it twice. Uh, and so writing out a, a pros and cons list. The Snyder Cut. You've watched uh, the Snyder Cut yeah. twice. There's no, there's not enough yeah. time to watch it twice. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that film, Dave, I've watched parts of it That twice. film was 20 <laughs> hours long. <laughs> well, I've watched I, the I, chapters a few times now. I don't think Batman... Bat, not Bruce Wayne, I don't think Batman turns up till near the two-hour mark. So I, I get mm. what you're saying is that it is quite Batman light. But what I do like is that they use the time as opposed to the theatrical release to flesh out the characters that we haven't seen before. We don't really need to know a great deal more about Batman because we've had numerous films about Batman. uh, And everybody, even if you weren't a fan of any of the comic books, you would know who Batman is and you would know where he's come from. You would know the, the story about his parents and... Uh, oh yeah, you don't need. We don't need to hear about the story about his bloody parents again. Because no. let's be honest, that bell's been rang that many yeah. <laughs> times now. Every bloody movie. But, but if, I'm if just mean the... they could have leaned on the Robin story. You wanted a fight scene, didn't you? That in. I wanted. Yeah, you wanted. I wanted you just wanted a Batman fight scene, didn't you? That's what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I just thought. Scene. I just thought. Yeah, I wanted another warehouse scene. I thought that warehouse scene was amazing. I wanted that again. Out of Ben yeah. Affleck's Batman, and yeah, that I didn't get that, but I thought it was a great movie. I I do I do myself. I I mean I, when I when I go on uh, Twitter, I, I tend to do these um, very short, just for my own amusement, unwanted movie reviews. Uh, yeah. And I was and I and I praised them up. I thought that it was 
I thought that it was good. I thought that it was coherent, which the other one wasn't. Uh, and I think it got an actual arc uh, for all the characters. I think as a, a, a long-term DC fan, it got some things in there that were just absolutely amazing. I mean, the the I don't know how much we're talking uh, uh, spoilers, non-spoilers. What you know, or, or how much you're spoiler, spoilers. It's out there now. The the Flash uh, Speed Force uh, ending, you know, uh, bringing yeah. back the uh, destruction of, of the world is just everything and anything that I've ever wanted to see from a from a DC film. Uh, the 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 atmosphere fight the with the uh, in the old gods fighting uh that was amazing you know the, so I, i'm i'm happy even though i'm a huge batman fan i'm quite happy to um put him on the side a little bit to see them other things that i've never seen before i've had me yeah. where i've seen uh I've, yeah. I've had me i've had me me uh me me badass batman i've got problems with with bvs for that the, the uh Batman was going motherfuckers down left, right, and centre. But apart from that, the old thing itself was absolutely fantastic for me. I, I, I've thoroughly. I, I just think you could it. have Arkham suited him up and sent him out, <laughs> kicked somebody's ass. There's three games, though. There's three games you can play. You know, <laughs> we're not going to see Ben Affleck again as Batman, so let's send him out. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen again. He's not coming back as Batman. Ah. Well, for me, um, coming coming at it from the, uh, I've got I've got to watch this again uh, point of view. Um, like I say, Man of Steel, I really enjoyed Batman, Superman. I, I just I, it wasn't for me, and I haven't gone back and rewatched it. Uh, and Justice League, I watched it twice because I went to the cinema to watch it with you, Cleon. And, and I walked out just going, I, I don't know why that was even a thing. You were dead excited at the end of it, but I think I you're, was dead excited. I think your 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 adrenaline was still going from anticipation, and then like a couple of months later, you were like, that wasn't very good, was it, Dave? Um, <laughs> and so I watched it again with the kids when it when it went on. To, I think it went on Netflix. I'm not sure. And I was still a bit like, they've they've just mishmashed this up together. I went. On, I watched um, it the second <clears> time and went, this is crap. Well. At the end of the day, it was riddled with um, studio, you know, Warner Brothers and AT&T um, interference. It was, they didn't want Zack Snyder's vision. That's why they got Josh Whedon in. The pair of them were working on it together when Zack Snyder left. And then some other bigwig went, can't be any longer than two hours. And it's like, oh, you're already fighting a losing battle there. You've got a long story to tell. You know, he, di- he didn't need to be four hours. Fuck me. You could have done that in three. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't think you could have done five. Yeah, I well, could have, stretched it to could five. have done a fucking series. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> he didn't need before. Um, so he was, he, was, he was fucking riddled from the get-go. BVS didn't get very good reviews. Not maybe not reviews, not that the, the one word I'm looking for, but people didn't generally like BVS from what I've read online. It was too dark for people, and even with all of that, after watching this director's cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I watched it and finished it and just went, this could have been something really fucking good. It could have been really, really good if they'd have gone with his vision, if he hadn't have left the project, if they'd have just let him do it, 
this whole DC Extended Universe could have yep. been really, really good. And that's when when you said, Cleon, like, you were like, yay, and then, oh. It's quite deflating because if they'd have just ran with it and it all came together... Because, you know, there was Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League, there was going to be Justice League 2, Justice League 3. You know, they were all yep. on the cards. It would have been a really, really good series. And then throw the little origin films in, you know, Aquaman... We Wonder Woman was before Justice League, wasn't it? So you yeah, know, throw, we've had Wonder Woman. Throw Aquaman in, you know what I mean? Um, and throw another couple of little origin movies in if you wanted to, or side side stories, whatever. Uh, but the main that main sh- structure that main that holds it all together, you know, Man of Steel, BBS, Justice League One, Two, and Three could have been really good if they'd have just let them do it. And and like I say. I didn't like BBS. I didn't like Justice League. I finished watching Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League last night, and I just went, that that was really good. It was. It looks mm. so much better. The, the different colour tone. Straight away, you see the different colour tone. It's dark. It's 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 grimy. It's dirty. It's like, oh. It's shot, it, it's, it's shot in a 1.33 ratio. It, yeah. That, Sorry, a 1.331 ratio. That 4.3, that full screen ratio. Do you know the reason behind that? That's the difference. Yeah. The, the, reason, the reason behind that full screen ratio is when they did BVS, um, they shot some of it um, for IMAX and they shot some of it in widescreen. And then when it went onto the IMAX screens, which are basically square not quite but they are basically square it kept flicking between your, your imax and your widescreen and zach snyder went yeah we're doing it all square then the justice league we're doing it all square that that's how i want it that's how i'm, I'm, I'm envisioning it mm-hmm. and they filmed the whole thing um in that four by three ratio in that square ratio for them imax screens they didn't film it on imax film um but they, they did film it full screen and then you know, Josh Whedon came along and, and Warner Brothers and just went, oh, we're going to take the top and bottom of that and go, Kung! and we're going to cut that off. And then let's make it all bright and colourful and throw some buddy cop humour in there as well. That's what the kids love <laughs> these days. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole full ba- screen thing. Batman with the big G full look on his face going like, which, <gasps> which people... not like you. Yeah, people, oh. people are like <laughs> bitching about people are bitching about this four four uh, four by three ratio, this full screen ratio. But you know, I'm thirty six. I'm thirty six years old, man. I grew up with full screen TVs. I couldn't give two shits. I'll watch things in full. <laughs> I, I still watch videos. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but the, the color palette was gorgeous. Um, you know, Steppenwolf. Good looking film. Steppenwolf looked better. Everything looked better, and. The character development, I think, you know, a lot of the backstory, some of it I don't think was needed for the character development. It could have been maybe three and a half hours, three hours. Um, but just to take the characters, and I, the, I came out of it feeling that they were all on a level playing field. It wasn't Batman's team. It wasn't, you know, oh, it, we're all losing. Here comes Superman to save the fucking day. Because, of course, Superman can save the fucking day. He's Superman, for fuck's sake. Of course he can save the day. Fucking beat fucking... That's why we're raising him. Steppenwolf with one hand and jack off with the other one. And, you know, he's fucking he's Superman. He didn't feel like that. He felt like everybody had their own important role and they were a team. 
Nobody was in charge. Nobody was the leader. They all had to do their own bit, and everybody was important as everybody else. In The Flash and Cyborg, I was super, super happy that they were just important as everybody else in this film. Yeah. A far, far superior version of Justice League. And then, you know, split into six chapters, which I thought was brilliant. I love storytelling yeah. like that, different acts. Um, and just... All these little, all these different changes. I mean, I don't know how much of the original film is left in in this director's cut version. Maybe half an hour. Fuck knows. Um, Not a lot. But it was chopped to hell. It was just so much more of a pleasurable experience to watch, which is also really disappointing because the DC Extended yeah. Universe could have been something really good. And it would have been different to the MCU. Let's not compare the two. They're two completely different things. They're two completely different stories. You know, yes, it's superheroes. Yes, it's one's an original, one's a complete um, ripoff. It's <laughs> and and they are. They sh- ding, ding. And they should be. They should be separate things. And I think as soon as you start, you see the success of the MCU. As soon as you tra- start trying to take this dark and gritty um, universe and try and make it bright and colourful and humorous it's never going to work and then it didn't work Uh, and this version of the film is is far superior and i'm absolutely gutted i'm not going to be able to see what what could have been because they're not going to roll they're not going to move forward with it they're not going to do nothing with this ben affleck's not going to come out but i enjoyed the amazon battle yeah um i thought that was i thought that was amazing they extended that brilliantly I thought, I always think when you're watching the X, when you're watching a movie like this, it's just going to be a couple of extra clips. It's a new film. Yeah, Yeah. and it's a completely new film. You know, (laughs) it's not the Zack Zack, it's just a new film. And unfortunately, within the new film, it's just going to be a little bit too late. You know, Mm -hmm. the development of Slade... Um, if you've watched Teen Titans, you get that reference. If you don't, <laughs> you don't get that reference. But anyway, the introduction into Slade Wilson, um, the Lex Luthor telling him that it's Bruce Wayne. Uh, the the dream sequence at the end where Batman's actually did did, did, did you two go when Batman started swearing at the Joker? Because <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I looked at me, miss. He's like, oh, did you Batman then? And swearing at the Joker. And the slight, and the slight reference to a reach around. Yeah, 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 I got that. Yeah. Well. Well, that, yeah. was a, that was an interesting one. Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't read any spoilers, or I didn't, I didn't read any of the build-up into this either, so I didn't know, I didn't expect anything, I wasn't expecting anything in this film, because I didn't know it, because I wasn't interested. So, in that, in that final scene, uh, where, the, you know, uh, in... I'm watching it and I'm fucking like, I'm at the end here. I know we're getting close to four hours. So I'm like, okay, I've done it. I've done it. And, and I'm looking and I look again and I'm like, that's fucking Joker. That's that's Jared Leto. That's Jared Leto. Yeah. That's Jared Leto. And I watched it with my lad like, and and he's looking at me going, the fuck's he on about? (laughs) I'm like, that's Jared Leto. (gasps) Oh, this is exciting. (laughs) Um, yeah, really fucking cool. It, it, it is. I mean, for, for, for me, is when I, I, very briefly with the differences between Marvel and, and, and DC. There's 
because uh, because you kind of touched on it uh, before. I like what they're doing with DC now, and I, I, I I'm all fan. Don't get me wrong for the for the DCEU to have an extended uh, universe, but we've already had that with Marvel. Yeah, and I think you can start seeing now with Marvel there's after Endgame, which absolutely phenomenal, balling yeah. behind out in the cinema, absolutely Rivet. amazing. Oh mate, yeah. um, let's not bring it up hands, though. Uh, but now their hands <laughs> are tied. Yeah. Now I'll start. I'll started. start crying again. It's shocking. I know. I know. Uh, but trust me, having a three-week-old daughter, the uh, "I love you three thousand thing is just completely taken. Oh man, I've got a daughter. I've got a daughter too. It's shocking. It, it, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. But I, I like. I feel like that Marvel now have their hands tied a little bit with that, I, and I, I like One Division and, and all that kind of stuff. But what I like about what they're doing with DC now is that. It's more comic book than anything than Marvel are doing yeah, because yeah. What, what's happening now is um, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman, she's got a, a, a run of what she thinks Wonder Woman should be. You've got Zack Snyder over here with his dark um, take of what, what DC should be. You've got the Joker with Todd Phillips and what he's done and, and you know, it, and then you can have Robert Pattinson's Batman with Matt Reeves and what that's going to look like. So, what we're getting, as opposed to a an extended universe, is different takes on characters. Yeah, very similar to what you do yeah. within the com- within comic books, and I think that's really exciting. Uh, and uh, like James Wan with with Aquaman, I mean, you watch Aquaman in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then you watch the Aquaman film; they're two completely different characters. But I quite like that because it keeps you on your toes mm. of what what to expect. So I, I'm a I'm a fan. I was disappointed to see that the DCEU was coming to a close, but I like where it's going and they've just gone okay well everybody has a run you know we could kill batman off in zack snyder which was originally the plan in zack snyder's universe and and then you know we can have another version of batman with matt reeves and robert patterson and and what's going on there and you know it's it's exciting so and it's new and it's fresh um i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to robert patterson's batman anything from if it looks like anything like the trailer then i'm the trailer looks out Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah, it does look really, so, really good. You know, I didn't. Uh, I fell off. You, Dave, come on! You've got to give that trailer some props. No, yeah, Jesus no. Christ, mate! Wow! I, I, I always appreciate a, a good Batman film. You know what I mean? It's. Um, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a DC hater. Um, and as much as I take the piss, because I know you, you love the movie, so I will take the piss. Like I'm not a DC hater, and I say it every time we talk about it. I will watch every single dc movie that comes out because i'm interested in watching them it's just that a lot of the time i end up a bit disappointed um you know something doesn't quite click with me um and but no one's no one's top christopher nolan yeah uh, that 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 run that run of movies m3 that trilogy was really good um a lot he of people just cocked up on the last film. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like the last movie. A lot of people didn't like um, didn't like the Batman. The, Whatever you fucking know, the, the, Christian the, the, Christian the, the, Batman. <laughs> can you imagine that? Can you imagine that third film if Heath Ledger hadn't have died? Angry fucking Christian Bale. Man, can you imagine? Can you imagine that third Batman film if Chris, you know Heath what? Ledger hadn't died? Heath Ledger was good. Imagine that film. Heath Ledger was re- he was really really good. But if if Heath Ledger deserves an Oscar for playing Joker, then so does Jack Nicholson, because Jack Nicholson was fucking brilliant as the Joker. And honestly, Heath Ledger was really really good. Did he deserve the Oscar? Uh, the Oscar? Maybe. 
Did he get it because he was dead? Probably. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say it out loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? The inbox is going to be full after Me. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it was, it's there, I'm sorry, I, I do think Jack Nicholson was great as the Joker, um, dancing through the, the art gallery to Prince. I thought Prince. that was amazing. <clears throat> but Mate, I'm sorry, Dave, Heath Ledger... Is yeah. the best Joker. He's the best Joker. He mate. was very, very good. He was very good indeed. Um, I Mark Hamill. He's the yeah. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's got the best voice for the Joker. Did they not use Mark Hamill's voice in uh, Arkham Asylum? In something? Uh, no, in one of the films they used his his laugh. Oh no, I'm thinking of the old Birds of Prey TV series from about 15 years ago with Dean Meyer, and they used his they used his laugh. In the, in the trailer. Yeah, that was it. Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking for it. I've got... This so, is... come on then, Bob. Who's your Batman? It's not even going to be worth this, isn't it? Let's you, you run them down. Who's your Batman? Uh, uh, well, uh, Chris, Christian Bale, which is probably going to be controversial because Michael Keaton, I think, Bale, I think because of the films... No, I'm with you on that. I think because of the films, Christian Bale, hey, absolutely fantastic. That's brilliant. My print, Prince Batman album, Cleon. No, you just brought it. <laughs> oh, mate. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. tracks Party Man on there? Uh, four. There you go. Classic. That's <laughs> the Joker That's the Joker track. Sorry, yeah. bro. Sorry, Rob. No, man. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Christian Bale and then uh, Keaton. Um, ben Affleck. But, but, no, actually, tell a lie. Um, yeah, uh, you've got to give props to the animated series as well. I mean, because oh, that's, yeah. that's me as that's me as a as a kid. That's what got me into. I that. remember that. Yeah, watching uh, the animated it was the, series. It was the animated series. So mine um, was the nineteen sixties series. Adam West. <laughs> that they used to play on. They used to play it on a Saturday morning. Yeah. It used to be on every Saturday morning. Here's one for you, boys. Seven. When um when my lady was in labour with me first, with me firstborn, we're in the um uh, the labour ward. <laughs> the old. You're the, not going to say you're dressed as Batman, are you? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> we were in the old labour ward, the old hospital, and um, and she had to be. She was. She had to be induced, so she was like on monitors and everything, and. We go in and she gets bloody tied to the bed, whatever they fucking do. And uh, so the tally's on, like, you know, she's not actually in labour yet. She's being induced. So you're there for the the asylum. You're there for the fucking long, all right. (laughs) And um, so there's a TV in the room. It's like, oh, bang the, do you mind if I bang the tally on while you're over there giving birth? It's all very much. Bang the TV on, like. And the fucking, the Adam West Batman movie was on. Um, ITV Channel Four, one or two. I literally watched that film while the missus was uh, was in labour. <laughs> so... bo- is that the one with the bomb? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the rubber shark. Yeah, yeah, and the rubber it, shark. It, it yeah. was on. Bat, like, I'm like, fucking hey, this is this yeah. is staying on tar very much. Have we got any sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, shit, you know, the midwife did actually fetch me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? Jodie, uh, just while we're on the subject of giving birth, Jodie was induced labour 27 hours. Ooh. Do you have any idea how boring that is? Did you get to watch Batman? 
No. Proper boring then, mate. There was no tally in the room. There was no tally in the room. That's the worst. It was shocking, Dave. (laughs) It was shocking. All I did was wander around the hospital. Anyway, it was just shocking. So you're not giving butties and stuff. You're you're Batman's uh, Christian Bale then? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Because of the films, uh, the voice. I'm not. Uh, the voice gets the voice gets progressively oh, worse. You know, it, oh, I'm not wearing occupants. It gets <laughs> it gets predominantly worse as he goes on. But because the film, I mean, The Dark Knight is a ten out of ten film. And I was literally saying this with my wife the other day. Is there's not many films that I would give a ten out of ten for, mm. or a five out of five. I think there's I'm all this yeah, stuff that you I'm can find that. flaws. But I think The Dark Knight is a flawless piece of cinema, a comic book movie or not. So I think because of that, I mean, the the, the 1989 Batman, brilliant, nostalgic, yeah. you know, but I think you could pick holes in it. Batman Returns, I think, is uh, uh, Tim Burton being, you know, going too, too far. Too, do, you know too what, do you know what really fucks me off about Batman Returns? And it's something really pathetic. Do you know the snow scene? Yeah. The battle against the circus? Yeah. The snow was foam. <laughs> and you can see it's foam. <laughs> you can, it's, 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 obvious, it's obviously not snow. It's obviously it was, not, not what snow. was it, 1991, that film or something like <laughs> It's obviously not snow. You could at least throw a few fucking flakes in there or something. You know, well, it, it, was, it was just really <laughs> bad shot. And the fact is there's only four people in Gotham City. If you ever look at any uh, outside <laughs> scenes, there's about four people. It's uh, always the same in, actors uh, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a street, so he's, he's not that busy, really. Um, well, during, during a time in Tim Burton films at one point, Sleepy Hollow, Batman Returns, Batman, it's pretty much the same fucking cast. Edward Scissorhands. His <laughs> favourite, Sonny. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. There wasn't that much change, really. But did he have him? Was was the um, the Nick Cage Superman? Was Tim Burton as well? Wasn't it? It was well, the one. It was was Tim Burton thing. Imagine Uh, Superman. Superman. Superman lives. That was uh, Tim Burton, written by Kevin Smith. Henry Uh, Cavill's my Superman. Henry Cavill's Christopher Reeves all day. No, it's Henry Cavill for me. Do you know, speaking of Christopher Reeves, what, what Man of, when I said I really enjoyed Man of Steel, what Man of Steel did for me was made me go and buy the four Christopher Reeves Superman movies on Blu-ray. I found a, an awesome Blu-ray box set with loads of bonus footage on it. Um, and I, I didn't watch the film straight away. I put the discs in. I was like, I fucking love bonus footage. I miss... I love Blu-ray because of the quality, but I miss them two-disc DVD special editions yeah. where you get a disc just full of bonus footage. Like, <clears throat> if a nine-disc box set of anything comes out, I was on it. Like, and I'm just watching all this bonus footage about, about the, the Superman movies. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, I think, for me, you're on about, like, um, Michael Keaton, Batman, Christopher Reeve, Superman. A lot of people will say, oh, Michael Keaton was the best Batman. And I think what the word you used there was nostalgia, and I think what it is, it is a lot of nostalgia, and people remember how good it was in 1989. And I watched it recently, 
On, I did watch it on DVD, actually. It was a really bad print. Um, it was one of, like, one of the first runs of... Mm. Do you remember them Warner Brothers cardboard DVD cases? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little yeah. plastic tab on them, and they were cardboard. It was, it was on one of them, and it was a really bad print, which, uh, which wasn't good to watch at all. Um, and I remember watching it thinking, it's a good film. It's a really, really good film. But like you say, I was like... It's not as good as I remember it. You can pick holes in it. You know what I mean? But it, no. but it's still good. And, and Keaton, I like Michael Keaton. Um, yeah, it's class. Uh, but, you know, I think Christian Bale is... I'd, 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 it's a good argument to say Christian Bale's... Christian Bale's mine. Yeah, the, one of the, the best Batman. Christian Bale's my number one. I did get excited uh, about Ben Affleck just because of the strong jawline, though. Oh, God. That's, a fucking, that's a fucking Batman jawline right there. <laughs> I don't know who my number two is. Clooney. I, Clooney. Do you know something? Controversially, controversially, I thought Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer didn't do a bad job. I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed it. I didn't film. think that. I thought that was a pathetic film. But I didn't think it was overly bad. I fucking love the over... I love I, I, Jim Carrey's overacting. Yeah. <laughs> I think I enjoyed Jim Carrey in... And Tommy Lee um, Jones. Tommy Lee Jones more than I enjoyed the film. I think that's, that's probably... That's the thing with them two films. I enjoyed the villains. Like, uh, I, I enjoyed... I can't watch the... Jo- mate, fucking I fucking love Mr. George. Freeze. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. That. Freeze. <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> Mate, I can't watch George Clooney as Batman. I, I just can't watch it. Didn't it upset you, though, with Batman Forever and with uh, Batman uh, and Robin, that Robin is a 45-year-old man yeah. as opposed to a, 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 a teenager? As opposed to the boy wonder. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, quite dis- I'm quite disappointed. I'm hoping as well with Matt Reeves' version we get some type of introduction to Robin. Yeah. Because we've not had a film yet that has any lean with Robin on, really. No. Look at the no. two films that have been produced. They've not really done anything with the character. Mm. There's been no Court of Owls. There's been there's yeah, been sure. no yeah. There's been no lean to Robin whatsoever or Nightwing. Nightwing or could be brilliant. The Batman <laughs> Beyond Batman Beyond would be brilliant. There's yeah. no, there's no type of See, I would on Netflix. Where's Netflix with all this shit? I'm getting off right to Netflix. I'm just getting put together a screenplay for that. I've just had an idea. I'll be back in ten minutes. Um, there's no nothing in production at the moment. There's there's nothing coming through apart from Matt Reeves. He's Batman. No, and I would argue that that uh, Robert Pattinson, when especially when you see him in the trailer with the mask on with the eye makeup, which I think's a nice touch by the way, because we've never yeah. seen that before. Um, that he looks more of a Nightwing to me. Yeah, um, he does to me as well. But it's Batman year one. Yeah, but I, I would like to see a, uh, some kind of representation of uh, Robin. What I'd really like, if I'm going to me, I'd want to talk about Justice League, is, uh, is some love for Green Lantern as well. I mean, Green Lantern's my favourite uh, comic book character. And the film... I like the Ryan, I like the Ryan Reynolds film. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's okay. I mean, I I, I felt like I a bit of a knobhead like... in there because I got me Green Lantern T-shirt in there, eating me popcorn in 2011, and, and I watched this film, and I'm sitting with my message, and she's looking at me like, this is what you're unsure of about. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, just, uh, just sitting there, just sitting there yeah. crying. 
<laughs> you know what? From, <laughs> from what I've yeah. read, I can't remember if it was from, from Zack Snyder or from the studio, but one of them, it was a flat-out no for Green Lantern. Somebody said, we should put Green Lantern in the film, and I can't remember what that... I can, I, I'll try and find it, but I can't remember if it was Zack Snyder or if it was, the, if it was Warner Brothers that just went, no. And it was just wow. a straight, yeah. no. That is not happening. It's like, oh, yeah. hmm. Um, because it it it'd work. Um, I think what I am enjoying, uh, what I, and what I will enjoy is, you know, this this version of Justice League was R, rated R, um, and Batman's going to be rated R, and and I, I genuinely think that is just what they should do with, you know, Joker was rated R. They should just do that for all the films now. Um, <clears throat> they will all do now because every DC will be rated R. It's it's a completely different fan base to. Yeah. To the MCU, and it, and yeah. it should be. They should be. They they they're darker, the grittier, uh, and they should be rated R movies. Um, Absolutely, but we have a lot to Deadpool for that because they that first Deadpool film actually proved that you can have a rated a successful R, rated yeah. R film and people film. will go and watch it. Yeah. You know, yeah. So we we owe we owe that film a lot that we because you, there are there is an adult demographic for these films. You know, I'm all you know uh, for, for going watching there is it we all are really i mean it do not design for kids some of them and particularly with the dcu you know uh with the with the dc comics and what have you and the dceu in particular it's certainly not for kids but they're not they're an adult material involved with them and i think yeah. that you've got to pay respect to that demographic just as much as you want to try and sell tickets and get get bums on seats but um, the, the the art comes first. I know that quite that sounds a little bit pretentious, but the the story should come first as opposed to how can we change this to get people to come and watch get the film? Because yeah. that's what you end up with the the Justice League two, uh, 2017 version, two hours incoherent, um, colours dialed up. Let's so we, we can get kids in. We can say it's not like BVS. It's this. It's this. It's this. It's fun. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's fun, and and it's. Uh, you know, I won't say piece of shit, but it's not. It's not great. You know, so pay homage to 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 the source material, and you know, uh, make just make the film. Uh, and if it's R rated, it's R rated, and, and all the better for it. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm I'm with you. I think Batman is should be rated R anyway because he's not really much of a nice guy. Let's be honest. He fights criminals in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> he drives around in a black car fighting criminals in the dark. That's pretty much it. He's breaking and entering into various people's premises. So it should be really a rated R. So, yeah. So, all in all, out of 10, Dave, Justice League Snyder Cut. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a solid eight, and and that that two that it's missed out on is because it didn't need to be four hours long. That and that's yeah. it. I think I think a solid eight. It it got a little bit like the first couple of hours. It got a little bit kind of muddled up for me. It was and I know it had set acts and whatnot, but I was a bit. Some, there was some bits where I'm like, "What is this now? What now? Now what? Now what? Now what?" And and then the <laughs> and then the length of it as well. But once it settled down. It was a really, really good film. And, you know, another thing, what I've been doing, as the listeners will know, and you know, Cleon, we've, as a family, have just worked our way through the Infinity Saga from start to finish. And on Friday, 
I literally caught up completely with the MCU. So we watched um, Spider-Man Far From Home, and then we watched the first episode of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I am all PG-13, bright-coloured up to the fucking eyeballs before <laughs> before I watch... Um, uh, Justice League, and, and I didn't know whether I'd be doing myself a mischief by doing that, you know, going from one extreme to the other. Um, and and my, my son, obviously, he was watching them with us as well, and, and he, when it finished, he just got up and he just went, that was really, really, really good. And he, he really didn't like Justice League. He, he just went, yeah. I don't know what what's going on here. Uh, he goes, that was really, really good. He didn't get bored. It's a four-hour film. He didn't lose interest. He didn't look at his phone like he normally does with films. He watched the whole thing, and he got up, and he went, that was really, really good. He went, I'll go as far to say is that was better than quite a few of the MCU films. And then, yeah. he, and then he walked off. And I believe... He went upstairs and, and he, he spoke to, to the miss, he spoke to his mum and said, I think he said to her, I'm not sure, but that might have been better than Infinity War. <laughs> and I'm wow. like, that's a bold statement, you know what I mean? Bold, um, bold statement. But for, you know, a 15-year-old lad to come away from that film after just watching the whole Infinity Saga and say something like that, it just goes to show that, it's a fucking good film. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10. Once everything settled down, it was really, really good. The way they used the characters, the way that they uh, developed the, that history, you know, the cyborg and the Flash uh, history, the way that everybody was on a level playing field, everybody was important, you know what I mean? And the scenes that they used from Justice League, that the, the, it was the same um, scene that was shot... Uh, it's there's one with with Wonder Woman, um, and in the original Justice League, she's on her own, and in this version, it's the same scene, it's the same pose. She's just about to fight, but she's got Aquaman and behind her. You know what I mean? It's it's like everybody's on, everybody's got their own part to play, and everybody's as important as everybody else. And you know, as much as they need, you know, Justice League, it's like we need a leader, so we need Superman. In this version, it's like, we need somebody who can beat him. We're in a leader. We need Superman <laughs> back because he can beat him. So can we do this? Like, And and it wasn't like you know, bringing all high and mighty Superman back. We just need somebody really fucking strong right now. Um, and and he, it's almost like in the first one, he comes along and saves the day. Whereas in this one, yes, he comes along and kind of saves the day, but not like oh, you couldn't do this without me. It's like, I'm here because I, I need to... I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, he's just as... It's not like he's, he's, he's better than the, other, the, than the other characters. He's there to do his role as well. The level playing field for the characters, more character development, a better fucking colour palette, just an all-round better film, solid eight. Fuck it, eight and a half. Eight and a half out of ten from me. <laughs> Bob? Well, um, I said earlier on that there's not many films out there that I'd say that is a, a 10 out of 10. Uh, and uh, The Dark Knight being a 10 out of 10. Uh, I'm not going to say that about this one. Uh, it's not a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, but at the same time, as I feel like I've, I've um, spoke highly, uh, Dave's score surprises me, to be honest, uh, from what you said. I thought he was going to be a bit lower because I was around the, the 8 mark. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go uh, the same, to be fair, as, as 8 and uh, we'll go with the fuck it eight and a half. Uh, <laughs> there's, 
a lot of good things. There's a lot. There's, there's an handful of amazing things in it. A handful of amazing things. Like I say, the 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 speed force and that, how that's used. Um, the uh, the the introduction. Uh, the the beginning is completely different, and and I liked yeah. how um, the the death of Superman shown to link it up with the end, and how he shot it goes yeah. out to the whole of the DCU and everybody's, you know, and it shows everybody in the in their element and what they're doing. And and there's 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 bits of genius in there, but there's a bit too much Snyder in there for me at the same time. Um we don't need fifteen angles of, of Bruce Wayne on a horse. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, it it is what it is. But the, the bits that they do the, the bits that they do well is the the best version of a Justice League film that I could imagine. Would I like a little bit more colour in there sometimes, maybe? Would I like a Green Lantern in there? Absolutely. I know I've got a smid- smidgen one, but I'd like Al Jordan or a, a John Stewart in there. If I got that, then probably the, the geekiness in me would shot it up to, to a 10, but no. Solid um, 8, 8 and a half uh, for me. Yeah. For Justice League. For me, for Justice League, so, so 7.5, 7 and a half out of 10. The reason I give it seven off out of ten, I thought it was an absolute solid movie. Uh, solid movie. The only thing I thought though was, what was that? Hey. Anyway, the only thing I thought was, um, what was the point? And that's the whole reason for the seven point five. <laughs> it, it's not going. I don't see a reason why this movie's been made. I don't think it links anywhere. Um, it's basically the movie equivalent of a woman coming round, you're going out with her for a drink, her promising the world to you, coming round your house, kissing you for two hours and then leaving. That's basically what this movie's delivered for me. I thought it was amazing, but at the end of the movie, I just You're not going to get anything else from it, yeah. I understand That's I, it. I understand what you're saying. Um I, I That's guess. it. I've built myself up. The Justice League disappointed me. <clears throat> I was heartbroken. The fans got together. We've pulled it off. We've done this amazing job. And now it's done. I think it was put... <laughs> no more Slade. It was put together no to appease the fans, wasn't it? You know what I mean? It was put together to say, look, it was never meant to be that bad. Uh, this is what it was meant to be like, and I'm and I'm sorry you didn't get to see this and what could have been. That that's why it's there, and, and it's it was lovely to watch, and and it's also sad to say, well, you know what, we're not gonna we're not gonna get that, we're not gonna get these these sequels. Um, I mean, at least I don't think we're gonna get these sequels. Um, we've got we've got Batfleck, we've got Batfleck in the up and coming Flash movie. We've also got Michael Keaton in the up and coming Flash movie. Well, we've got Batman again. We've got so Aquaman two as well, we've got haven't Aquaman we? Um, the, the Suicide or the Suicide Squad or whatever daft ass title they've given. That coming. Just stick a then vert in front Batman. of it. Then um, you've got the Batman, or is it just Batman? Is it Batman or the Batman? The, the Batman. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> I vengeance. Yeah, <laughs> you've right. you've got. Say I'm the Knight too. I'm the night. <laughs> oh, oh, Robert! <laughs> I I just Not hope fanboyed out when he started editing him, man. Oh, I, I just hope that we do end up with a nice run of good DC films. It it doesn't have to be an extended universe now. Let just give us some good films. Um, and 
And I think with the MCU being so successful, the, the problem with this now is, is when anybody watches any kind of superhero film that has got ties to another superhero film, people are just going to be expecting like an extended universe. They're going to be expecting all these films to interlink. It's like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, when that came out, I, I guarantee there's a million people going, well, wh- wh- where does this fit into the Justice League? You know what I mean? Where, where does this... Yeah, it, wh- it doesn't. It, well, yeah, it, it's its own standalone film. Just, just, and it was very fucking good. So let's just, le- let's enjoy it and leave it at that. You know, where does this fit in? Where is that? It's not going to anymore. It got ruined. So let's just get a nice run of good movies. You know, let's watch, like I say, I'll always fucking watch them. I'll always watch them. I might be disappointed at the end, but I'll always give them a go. And I just hope... It, that that way, it's always lovely when you're not disappointed. Like, fucking 11 o'clock Saturday night, and the credits start rolling. And I jumped on my phone and went, is there a post-credits? No, sound. Like, off. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's and and I'm not. Yeah, that really started to bug me. That did. I have yeah. to sit right. You have to wait to see if there's post. The and it it doesn't matter what film it is now. It doesn't have to be a superhero film. It can be anything. And I'm still sat there going, I wonder, is it worth? Oh no, the lights have come on. No, we're gonna have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, it's down the only, I, I'm the only one here, and it's Tuesday. Yeah, guys, down there, his arms <laughs> folded, waiting, clear the fucking auditorium. Like, oh, come on, mate. Like, um. You know, so to to come away from a film and go, that was really, really good. It's a lovely it's lovely when you're not expecting much and you get everything. Um so a good run of of DC films now would be would be phenomenal because I think we're gonna get absolutely utterly saturated with Marvel mm-hmm. films now and, and I'm already ready to go, you know what, this is too much. <laughs> I've done one. I've oh, done yeah, one division. Like I've started Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm and I'm I'm like, yeah, these are good, but phew, I think this is going to be too much. I think we're going to get too yeah. much. There's going to be too many like, characters I didn't coming like in. I did like one division. I'm excited for Loki. Yes, that looks good. Uh, that'll be that fun. Does look very good. Yeah, that'll be fun because it's set back then. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not carrying on. This. It's set back then, so that's fine. We can watch that. Um, these continuations, though, like Phase Four, you look at you look at Phase One, Phase Two. I mean, Phase Three was pretty big, um, but Phase One, Phase Two, it was a handful of films. Phase Three, there was a couple more films, um, but it was manageable. You know what I mean? And in the yeah. the TV seasons, as much as they were in the same universe, you didn't really have to watch them. They weren't that important. Agents of Shield, maybe the first couple of seasons, but after that, that went off on its own tangent. Um, you know, so it's all manageable, and I just think now with the MCU and with Phase Four, everything is going to be interlinked, and everything is going to matter. So you're going to have to sit down every week and watch that 45 minute episode of whatever TV shows out now, and then you're going to have to go and watch that film to keep up with it. Mm. And I think it's just going to get too much. Um, <clears throat> See, you can get fatigued. You can get fatigued. fatigued. It, 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 absolutely, hundred percent. And this is why. I say with the DCEU doing about well, DC comics doing different yeah uh, doing different storylines different versions and what have you it keeps you fresh keeps interesting I'm looking forward to that very mm. very cool very very looking forward to Mr Patterson as Batman very looking forward to that well year one year one I'm hoping it's a good three movies hopefully like a good crossed. trilogy we do like a good trilogy um, 
I'd take six movies. Do you know what I do? Do you know what I do? Like, I love a good trilogy. Do you know what I hate? When they take the third film and split it into two. Bastards. I don't want to wait <laughs> another 12 months for the end of the story. Just give me three films. Make it four yeah, hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the bulk of this episode, normally we, uh, we wrap up at about an hour. And the bulk of this episode, as we imagine, was taken up by, um, by Justice League. But, Cleon... While I've got you here, do you have a football roundup for this week? Yes, yeah, I do. Because our friend Rob over here is is a massive Vale fan. So, well, well, Ro- Robbo, if you didn't <laughs> know, you may not know I'm a huge Newcastle fan. Um, and if you don't mind, guys, you might you can go for a walk because I'm just going <laughs> to rant. You can do what you want now if you need to send a text. If you want, make a cup of tea, everybody. I'm basically going to rant about Newcastle for the next five fucking minutes. Anyway, the worst Newcastle performance I've ever seen. (laughs) Ever seen. Brighton 3, Newcastle 0. Now, if you look at the table, if you pretty much... Just have a look at the fucking table, Dave. I'm I'm sorry for all the effing and jeffing. Look at the table. I've got it. It's here. Right. Now, you tell me what position Newcastle are in the table. They're in 17th, Cleon. They're they're in 17th, Dave. They're two points. What position... Two what points clear of relegation. Brighton. Sixteenth. The sixteenth. Sixteenth, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Now they've had the three points extra, so they were two points ahead. So Newcastle, Dave, Rob, finished this match with zero shots on goal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> zero. Zero. Sweet fucking sweet FA. The worst yeah, playing a centre forward on the right wing. Playing a right winger through the middle as a centre forward, playing a left winger on the right. What, Steve Bruce? Let's just let's just call it a day. I didn't. We didn't really want you here in the first place. I had a bit of faith in you and said, right, look, this first season's not too bad. But Jesus Christ, the second act. I had my reservations, but we're relegated. Steve Bruce, step down or just leave or Mark Ashley fight. Fire, Steve Bruce. We are in a... Sorry, I'm a bit excited about Newcastle just because of how disappointed I am. Rob, you are a football fan, yeah? Yeah, uh, well, I'm a Vale fan. We'll get on because you won this weekend. So, yeah. Which has been very rare. We do cover yeah. the football side on the podcast. <laughs> and we have been moaning pretty much that, well, Vale lost again. That's been pretty much the story. So much so, we started to focus a bit more on Stoke. That's how bad Newcastle and Vale have been this season. I actually did a five-minute segment on fucking Stoke. That's how bad <laughs> things are. So, Mark Ashley is currently the owner of Newcastle. He doesn't want to be the owner of Newcastle. He's trying to sell Newcastle, so he doesn't want to invest in Newcastle. He's got a manager in who the fans don't want, but he doesn't want to fire the manager because he can't be asked really to invest in a new manager. Before we had Steve Bruce, Rafa uh, Benitez go, which I appreciate because Benitez was on £12 million a year. He was the second highest paid manager and he did want £15 million, and that's why he left. See you later. Um, but at this moment in time, we're completely cut adrift. And no desire, no heart, playing it. If if you had just come down from space on Saturday night at 8am, guys, 
and you just landed on space and you said, hey, Cleon, how you doing? Show us what football is. So, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> this is a football match. This is between two teams fighting for relegation. You would think Brighton were Barcelona. <laughs> That's how well they played or how bad Newcastle played. Did, I, did you watch the match, Rob, at all? Uh, that match of the day. Match of the day. That's uh, Oh, I bet they looked absolutely fantastic on match of the day. Ah. <sighs> They were it, all right. It was, <laughs> it was shock, shocking. Anyway, it looked just looked that poor. You know, I risk of offending. Just looked that poor, too poor size to be fair. Uh, but from 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 an outside, from an outsider looking in for for Newcastle, uh, I think the writing's been on the wall for a while. I think I think it's more of an internal thing, isn't it? Uh, you know. Sixteen games. He hasn't. <laughs> has Sixteen games. He hasn't won in fourteen of those games. Sixteen games. He's lost 14 of those games. I think 13, 14 of those games out of 16. Go in, go across the world of football and find me a manager that survived that. You won't. You won't. It's just, it just won't happen. <laughs> but here's Steve Bruce in a Premier League football club. A Premier League. It's not the dog and fucking duck. <laughs> you know? It's a Premier League 52... Th- can you imagine if the fans were there now? Oh, well, they had, oh, well I think that can, that can influence decisions, can't it? I think if the fans were there screaming for, for Steve Bruce to be sacked, then it, it, it'd be gone. But at the minute, because there isn't, the, the voice of the fans isn't being heard as much. So I think that's having a bit of a, a, bit of a knock-on, maybe. But has he come out and, and uh, pledged allegiance to him today and said that he's going nowhere? Um, Mark Ashley. Steve Bruce, yeah. Oh, he hasn't, has he? Uh, so what I just uh, I heard on the on the radio. I might be wrong, but on the radio is that he's pledged to leave. He's not going anywhere, but Brilliant. I might be wrong. Might have sacked him an hour later. I don't know <laughs> how football works. Well, if he's just pledged allegiance to him, that means he's going to get fired after the next match. Usually that, the case. That, that's usually the case of football. Anyway, Stoke got a result against Derby. They won one nil. Uh, well done, Stoke. You're still not getting promoted. You're not getting relegated. It's a complete pointless win. You might as well go in the beach. Uh, and Colchester <laughs> got beat by Port Vale. Hey. Does, that mean, does that mean we've won two in a row? Have we won? We won two in a row. Oh, two I'm in a row. I might start drinking oh, again. <laughs> Automatic or uh, playoffs are back on the cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Stay. Let's just stay up. Let's uh, let's regroup and let's go again next year. I think that's the that's the aim. As we've got me and Dave were talking about this with Port Vale. Um, I think last week, Dave, mm. and we said, "What the smeg has gone on at Port Vale?" Because at the beginning of the season, it was promotion, 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 and then now it's kind of gone. Nah. And went completely flat. What's happened? <clears throat> Just to you, Rob, what's happened? Oh, sorry. Um, internally, I, I think something's happened internal, uh, internally. I think he was saying on um, on Radio Stoke um, that, you know, I mean, we started the, the, the season pretty strong, to be fair, and, and we looked a rather good outfit. And then it just went from, from it was like from a positive straight to a negative. Uh, and we couldn't buy a win. Um, I think something internal has happened. I, I don't think that they're releasing any information about what it what it is. Um, but it's definitely something. Something was rotten in Denmark, and then they brought in. Uh, I think you know. I, I, I admire the owners and what they've done. 
um, uh, you know, they've brought us back from the clutches of that absolute knobhead uh, who had us beforehand. Uh, and uh, I thought running uh, him over was a bit far. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing they didn't stick it in reverse, isn't it? You know, but I mean, the, uh, oh, no. the, the, yeah, it's probably a smith too far. It says Baslin. Uh, I mean, they, I but they've got no knowledge of running a football club. They've got no knowledge of like they've got they've got a, a vast amount of knowledge of running a successful business, but not a football club. Two completely different things. They brought in this director of football. Okay, well, let's see see how that goes. Uh, they brought in the manager. He, he seems like he's he's a good talker, um, and uh, and uh, on a positive, we've got two results uh, now, which is you know two back to back wins. I think that doesn't mathematically make us clear relegation but I think we're as good as yeah um, I think we just limp now I think we just limp to the to the end of the season we we off some of the deadwood that we've got um we we give the the new manager and the director of football a fair crack of the whip uh, and then uh, we uh, we go from there but what I'm interested in with it Vale and I, I don't know what your thoughts are on this is who's accountable for the failures of the club is it the director of football is it the owner? What do you mean? Is it the manager. What do if, you mean? If we if we have a string of bad results, or yeah. if we if we bring in players who are performing, or uh, we have a number that's, of different that's, injuries. That's, that's three questions there. Okay, so so but ultimately, who, who's accountable for the overall well, successful running of Port Vale? If it's a string of results that you go wrong, it's yeah. the manager. Yeah. It's the manager. If it's poor recruitment, yeah. If you bring in five players and all of them have got one eyes and you know half a foot and they're spooning the ball over the crossbar and you know all types of madness going on on the pitch, that's the director of football because okay. the man the manager can go out and say, okay. in, in all great fairness, these what are shit. Yeah, what 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 do you want me to <laughs> yeah, do with this? Do with you basically, these, yeah. give me the dog and ducks reserve team. I, I can't do anything with this, but if it's just the general results from an average team, it's the manager. Mm. It's the manager. If you've got a te- if you've got a group of superstars that have gone three games unbeaten, and all of a sudden they're playing, I don't know, Carlisle, and they lose two 0 it's the yeah. players. Yeah, that's the the manager. Okay. The manager's result is responsible for results if I I just think if, if in 10 games you get over 50% losses you should be fired as a manager yeah yeah and okay I I think that I agree with that I, and I totally agree with with the accountability from, from the manager's position but I think that I would absolutely love a job as a director of football then um, it's not yeah, it's kind of a unsackable position. Yeah, because it's what, what do you? For, I'll give him everything because that he needs. Because you've got you know, ten, yeah, you've got ten years <clears> worth of. But a director of football jobs a, a ten-year job, whereas a manager's very come and go. A yeah. director of football will be there for ten years, whereas you'll go through you know hundreds of managers. But yeah, it's a bit of an easier job. But yeah. if you do sign, if you sign a few crap players and you waste a load of money on a load of crap and the club doesn't go forward, then you get fired. Fair enough. 
It's all on how much money you spend, really, and the quality of what you spend the money on, because that's what the directors or the owners can see on the pitch. Yeah, wouldn't be very good for Vale if Carroll's just spent a million pound on a player and he's running the wrong direction for the whole match. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> we'll see. I like don't know what's. I yeah. don't know what was going on with recruitment at Port Vale because they used to be steeped in the community and they aren't now. No. I play football, I manage um, an adult team, so within the adult sector, you never see Port Vale scouts. I've never seen, I haven't seen one in, ooh, a good 20 years. Mm. I actually, a good 15 good years, a good 15 years. Certainly haven't it's seen any in the planning. last 12 months. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Seen these? We'll see. I haven't seen anyone in the last twelve months. <laughs> right then, boys. Oh, good team. I think. I think you missed out on the spark of the Robbie Williams homecoming uh, due to COVID. I think that deflated quite a few things at Port Vale. Yeah, that would have been. I think that's what. I think that's what's gone wrong this season. Definitely would have put honest. loads. I mean, the eyes on the club um, with that gig would have been uh, phenomenal. Um, maybe, maybe even brought some support back to the team as well. Um, I know several people. Well, it's not just that. You look at how many shirts Robbie Williams is responsible for selling for Port Vale. Mm. I bet he outsells every player. Oh yeah, I bet massive easily, in Brazil apparently. Uh, yeah, I bet <laughs> easily outsells any player that's played for Port Vale. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, massive. Uh, Massive star at the end of the day, and it would have been wicked to have all them eyes, all them eyes on this uh, this local team that I and I will say I used to love years ago when I was a teenager, and then slowly kind of stepped away from uh, from football. And I don't know, I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the team, and I know several people that did the same thing. Um, uh, Defied John Rudge. <laughs> Do you know what my uh, my mate Ian? Back in the day, one of the biggest, biggest Port Vale fans I have ever known in my life, and he was one of the one of the guys that literally was screaming from the rooftops every week. He wants bloody firing, and uh, he was he was right behind getting rid of John Rudge. <laughs> I tell you what, I remember going to watch Port Vale um, being at the academy. I remember being at Lawn Street stand watching John Jeffries uh, and there was an old woman who's go, come on JJ John Jeffries Jim Jeffries <laughs> was it John or Jim Jeffries I can't remember oh Christ an old winger at Port Vale this is I can't even remember the other players in that team in that team That's but Steve Jesus Guppy. Christ I think it was before Guppy yeah it was before yeah it was before Guppy Um. I think it was early Aspen. Right. Yeah, just, yeah, just how's it? Up and coming. That's yeah, my team. Yeah, early Aspen. It's my team right there, that was, man. Aspen, Musclewhite, yeah. Ian Bogey. You know yeah. what I mean? Neil Aspen for me John is an McCarthy. absolute legend. McCarthy, yeah. yeah. Class. Class place. Yeah. Peter, Peter Swan. Peter um, Swan. Musclewhite. Oh, go through him. He was left back. Try and name that team. I can't remember them now. Do you know what Cross. I used to have? I had a I had World Cup striker on the SNES, 
and um, you used to be able to edit a team. You couldn't do it. You used to have to take one of the teams out and edit the team, and I'd always take England, and I would edit them to be Port Vale, and I'd change the colour yeah. of the strip, and I'd put all the, all the, the, the names in, like, and, and the subs and whatnot. So, uh, so Port Vale would play on World Cup striker on the SNES. Uh, so I, I could have told you like when I was fucking ten, but I can't tell you now. Can't remember. Can't oh, remember left. Can't remember left back. I can remember, I can name most of that team, nineties uh, team, but uh, I can't. I can't think of the left back. Robin. I know my brother would be another one. Say, uh, my brother would be screaming at me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember attending the game when Robin van der Lang got the header at Stoke City. Um, I remember. Ooh. Yeah, I think that was in a cup game. I think that was the year Vale won the cup and we went to, I think it was Wrexham or Exeter. I get the two mixed up. Uh, my best, fondest memory of Port Vale was my bestest, my bestest fondest, fondest memory of Port Vale. My bestest, <laughs> fondest memory of Port Vale was 1-0 down to Stoke City in the Bycars end. And that was when the Bycars was a proper end. Um, and there was more people in there. Yeah. It was about 89, 90 minutes in. Uh, and all you could see from the Stoke end, which was completely jam-packed, was Delilah. And why, why, and get blah, blah, blah. And it was at that moment when Guppy whipped the ball in um, and Mills headed it in. And you just saw him in one unison, every single Stoke fan just go deflated. Yeah. <laughs> just, he went from why, why, <laughs> do you bother? <laughs> and then you... watching because of where I was standing in the middle of the crowd, and then watching the the rest completely berserk. I, it, it was just where I saw it from the angle I saw it at. I just saw the entire thing unfold, and it was just something that's that stuck in my memory yeah. about Port Vale. Uh, in the day when we beat Stoke City and he was absolutely throwing it down. There's some good times when back in the 90s watching, uh, watching that team. Uh, uh, I've, Martin I've Foyle chipped the ball over. I've pulled it. I've pulled it to a team up. I've pulled the 1996-97 team up here. So here's some names for you boys. Paul Musselwhite in goals, oh. obviously. Uh, Dean Glover, Neil Aspin, Alan Tankard, Dean Stokes, Dean John Tankard. McCarthy. Tankard. Andy Hill. Um, Gareth Griffiths, Andy Porter, Ray Walker, Ian Bogey, Steve Guppy, Stuart Talbot, uh, Martin Foyle, Lee Mills, forgot about him, uh, Tony Naylor, Tony Naylor. Class. Classic. Little Tony Naylor. Tony Naylor. Team and half that was. Um, right, boys, I'm wrapping it up. Um, very quickly, before I do wrap it up, um, Rob, the Metropolis Project. What's, yes, mate. What's happening? Is it, are we, are we, are we on, are we, are we, uh, not moving at the moment because of COVID? Have we got stuff going on behind the scenes? You released, uh, is it one or two tracks you've released so far? We released, we released one on Christmas Eve. Um, Rob, Rob, uh, yeah, Rob. Before, before you carry on, sorry to interrupt. The Metropolis Project, is that a homage to DC? No, no. Okay. It's, it, it, I, I, I just, I, wish I just. I wish yeah. it was, but no. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, a, the previous band that, that me and the guys were in were, was called Sound Casino. And we had an EP that we released, and it was called Metropolis, and it, it turned out to be quite successful uh, for the band. Uh, and we we were told legally that we had to change the name from Sound Casino because uh, we got a, an email from a band from New York 
um, where they're uh, ready for supplies with a load of paperwork to say you need to change your name. So we, we had to think of a name, and it's just Metropolis Project. Uh, what I will say for the, the, from the DC thing is that the, the geekiest thing I can say is that my wedding plan, all my wedding uh, tables were set up in DC names. So we got Metropolis, Gotham City, uh, Ferris Island, um, yes. and all this kind of stuff. So we, we were uh, we, we, we were pretty cool with that. But you uh, had yeah, a... the Metropolis project. Sorry, uh, well, you had a um, superhero cufflinks as well, didn't you? We did. Yeah, we did. That's cool. So we had Batman and I had Green Lantern cufflinks on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Metropolis project. So that it, it's it's basically Sound Casino um, with a with a different name, and but we didn't feel like Sound Casino fitted the music. So we busy. We very very busy with it. Um, we've got a a. Uh, a new uh, track, so we released Cyclic in on the December, uh, December Christmas Eve, and then we had a, another track that we were going to release the week after called "I've Seen Lightning Shatter Houses." We pushed that back because we wanted to work on it a bit more, uh, and that's literally being being mastered now and, and uh, through a, a good friends at uh, UTC. They do a lot of uh, for yeah. us um, uh, for with us mixing and mastering, become a bit of a producer for us. Me. Uh, me and Chris, my, my brother who's, who's the, the the drums, who obviously you know you know Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. We've pretty much written an album's worth the material, uh, and and so is is Andy uh, on the guitar, and 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 uh, Lee, who's also on the guitar as well. But he's doing he 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 jumps between doing his the, the Metropolis project, and he's got a lot of his own stuff that he does as well because he likes keep keep his finger in both. But we've got an album's worth of stuff, and it's really cool, and it's completely different than anything that we've done before. And we just we just wanted to put it out there. We hopefully we've got a few gigs, but we need practice. We need getting the practice. We need getting rehearsal rooms, which we haven't been able to do. So, but we're loving it. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, and the uh, the music, if, you know, we 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 dash off with it, and we can't wait for it. Put I've seen Lightning Shattered Houses out because that's uh, um, a good track that we that we're really happy with. So fingers crossed, we'll, we'll be getting some gigs in. Well, I uh, can't uh, next year. I can't wait to hear it, man. And uh, I was super happy when uh, I found out you guys were back together. I mean, I got I got an initial heads up from Chris um, yeah. shortly before it happened. Uh, but then to see everything go live again uh, was wicked because you were an awesome band. Um, you know, back in the day, we did several gigs with you. We ended up touring touring quote-unquote the yeah. uh, the local area quite extensively together didn't we, we did. uh, back we in did. the day um so it was super cool to see you guys back together so what i'll do um i'll link all of your social media in the description of the podcast wherever it goes out um so you know you guys want to check out uh, the metropolis project just follow the links in all the descriptions uh, but i want to say a big thanks for joining us today um, no problem so i didn't have to listen to it Cleon just waffling on about uh, how happy he was with Justice League, um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, yeah, it's been cool, man. It's been it's been cool to have you uh, on the show, uh, and a big thanks to everybody that listens week in and week out. Uh, I say it all the time, you guys are awesome. Uh, subscriptions are on the up, uh, so thank you for spreading the love and spreading the word. The best way you can support uh, this show is by telling everybody about the show and getting everybody to listen and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. We're available wherever podcasts are available, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can also find us on YouTube. Follow our social media on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash shingles list podcast. On Twitter, it's at shingles list pc you can follow me 
at Shingler MVOC. Follow Cleon at KL Bewley. Uh, and you can follow me on Instagram again. I'm back on Instagram. It's Shingler's underscore list. You guys are awesome. And we will see you next time.